0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the NBA News Podcast. I am David Bernauer. I will be your host today. And alongside me, across the table, a man who just came back from a snowshoeing expedition. Yes. Full superfan, Duncan White.
1: Yes. Hello to everybody.
0: So the two of us will be uh, going through this podcast. Every week, maybe? Hopefully. One, we'll see. Maybe one or two episodes every week. We'll see how this goes. Again, this is our first episode. We've never done a podcast before. Yep. Uh, hopefully some on of the you fly. Guys, <laughs> yep, on the fly. Uh, hopefully some of you guys are coming here from the main account at the underscore NBA News on Instagram. Some of you may follow me there. And if you didn't know what my voice sounded like before, now mm, you know. Now you know. Yeah. Now you know. So for this episode, I, we're probably a day or two late to be doing this, but we have we're going to go over the NBA draft.
1: So in our analysis, yeah, some
2: specifically an, the lottery,
0: an, some analysis of those picks. More specifically, the lottery, and then other notable picks like Lonnie Walker, Grayson Allen, maybe some Robert Williams who slipped down. Out of the Far out of the lottery like he was expected to go Yes, Danny Ainge to, is a genius Yeah, all the way down to the Celtics And, uh, yeah, we'll just, let's, let's, let's get it started Now, actually, no, before we get started If you follow me, you know that I am a huge Orlando Magic fan And, uh, Duncan, do you care to say which team you like?
1: Yes, so, as we are both in Illinois I am um, a huge Bulls fan and David is from Orlando, so that's his why He's a Magic fan.
0: <laughs> yeah. So clearly, we uh, we're masochists and like to cheer for bad teams. Yes. We love
1: pain. <laughs> yes, we love being in the lottery. <laughs> I
0: love being in the lottery every year. Thank you, Dwight Howard. <laughs> uh, All right. So, first off, the Phoenix Suns had the number one overall pick. They had the worst record in the NBA last season, somewhere in the low 20s. Uh, and pretty much right away, we we all knew they were going to pick DeAndre Ayton. Though at the time, there was some rumors that they might pick Luka Doncic because, of course, their new head coach, coach. Yeah. new head coach Igor Kokushkov, was the coach of the Slovenian national team that uh, Doncic played for over the summer. But obviously it was DeAndre Ayton.
1: All the way. Yeah, all the way. Yeah. So hopefully what the Suns, I guess, were hoping is like the new Kobe Shaq duo that won't fall apart. Um, not going to lie, they're looking good, I'd say. But I do have questions about how they're going to mesh together um, due to the fact that Booker is going to be obviously very ball-dominant and guards rule the league. So we're going to have to see if Aiden can assert himself to the point where he can still be effective. Even without the ball with his hand, in his hands every single possession.
0: Yeah, And as, and as you said, uh, Kobe Shaq 2.0 is what they're kind of calling themselves. Um, I'm not really sure I see that. Because Kobe was an amazing defensive player. Devin Booker right. is not. He's mostly all-offense, and Kobe was all-offense and all-defense for the most part with Shaq. And obviously, Aiton's still pretty unproved, although I, I am confident that he can be a major offensive weapon in the NBA, but he also has his own defensive concerns right. in the paint, and as we've seen in the playoffs, centers who can't play defense at all
1: do not play they, in they the game, don't play,
0: <laughs> and the ones that can't play perimeter defense eventually get run off the court. Right. So obviously the Suns are a few ways, few years away from even being in the playoffs. But
1: yeah, well, it to be honest, to, bite. to be honest, though, I thought they'd be better this year. <laughs> like, yeah, they I should have been they, better. I granted Booker was hurt a good uh, part of the yeah, season, and
0: Eric Bledsoe didn't want to be there.
1: Right, and they get Alfred Payton, which people—I've <laughs> heard some people be like, "Oh my gosh, she's the next Steve Nash. She's getting all these triple doubles."
0: No, that, mm-hmm. okay, so uh, March, like late March. Pretty much late February into March and some of April. That is triple-double season for Alfred Payton. All of his triple-doubles until this season had come in either March or April. And yeah. after he got traded to the Suns, he had some triple-doubles in February. Right. He turns his game up when the games don't matter anymore.
1: Yeah. yeah, especially when they're trying to lose. When
0: there's no pressure. Yeah. That's when he starts to play well.
1: Yeah. So I will, as you pointed out too, with the. Uh, Ains defense, right? Yeah. So, he said something interesting. At, like, you know, someone asked him about his defense. So, you know, he's, he's not exactly good on defense, and he they wanted to see what he would say about that. His response was this. He's like, what? So, his response was, hey, uh, the centers, though, you know, they don't really, they don't play inside anymore in college. They're always out. It's always five out in college, and so that's why I'm not going to be so effective and defensively, I'm like okay, it's understandable, but guess what in the NBA right? yeah. it's just it's more it's more centers are out at the three point line yeah. so can you stay out there and defend them, because as Kenny Smith likes to say, it's not about can you shoot the three it's if you can defend the three that yeah. allows you to stay in the court
0: like the NBA is going now, obviously, with the stretch fours, but now even towards stretch, stretch fives. <laughs> where if you don't even have like a half-decent mid-range shot, you're not going to be on the court unless you're a Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella type who's just so good near the rim and defensively and that, yeah. they, that they weren't being on the court. Correct. Yeah. And if you can't guard those shots. Or the pick or and roll. Or any of those. yeah, Or the pick and roll, too. They're going to get run off the court.
1: So hopefully his offensive game could just take take away that part of his game, right?
0: Yeah. Hopefully the offense is better is enough better than the defense that it really just will not matter. Right. All right. So second pick in the draft was Marvin Bagley out of Duke University. He was originally supposed to be in the 2019 draft class, but had been reclassified to be a college freshman rather than a high school senior. And was able to play at Duke University this past season. And so, also like Aiton, tremendously gifted offensively, very athletic, NBA-type body, but absolutely just trash on defense. Yeah.
1: Like Unfortunately, he, yeah.
0: Like, Duke, Duke had to run a zone defense just to even play him on defense. That's true. Because <laughs> he just could not... Guard a
1: man. Right. And I'll get to Wendell Carr Jr. later. Just but the reason why Duke was successful is because of Wendell carter Jr. I was able to play that paint defense that covered up for Bagley. Anyway though, it's the same thing with Aiden. It's the fact that he can do all kinds of things offensively. And I think he'd shoot the three better than Ayton. Yeah. Also. Definitely. He's a, and, he's a better shooter. Yeah, and thinks. I also think that he could probably, you know, handle the ball, you know, not bring the ball up court, but he could still push the ball when needed to. He's yeah. not going to be a great handler, but an open floor, you can give it to him and he will get to the rim.
0: Yeah. He has more wing capabilities than most power forwards and centers yeah. and people in general his size will have.
1: Right. Now, hopefully, if he can somehow stay in front of some defenders... I'd be very interested with the Kings, though, is if he can just, with his lateral quickness and athleticism, the Kings could potentially have a defense where it's just switch everything. Yeah. And that would be very hard to score against because, you know, if Vagli can start guarding some guards, then you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. I mean, unless you throw the ball inside when well, no one does that anymore today. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: like, I, Ideally, a starting lineup for them on opening night would be, like, <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Bogdanovich. Bagley and Collie Stein, yeah. but realistically, it's gonna be whatever their whoever their backup point guard is. I don't know who the Kings have. I don't follow them. I don't any use <laughs> yeah. to follow them. <laughs> no, more the the no more George Hill. No more George Hill. Whoever their backup point guard is, Garrett Temple. Right. I don't know someone like uh, Bruno Caboclo. I don't. Did they wave him?
1: I have no idea. No um, idea. I've uh, seen some
0: them. some other random Kings player.
1: Zach, the Zach, <laughs> Zach
0: Randolph and Costa Kufis.
1: Yeah, so I mean, Darren De- Fox did start Kings at the end a of the year, team. so and he showed some promise. Yeah. I was very concerned at the beginning. Yeah, uh, but I think he might start. We'll see. I think,
0: I think he could start. From I think Kim healed Boganovich, and Bagley. They, I think, I really think they could bring the Kings back to relevance. Because as long as I've been following the NBA they have not made the playoffs yeah.
1: <laughs> even with cousins
0: yeah they're they're the only team that hasn't made the playoffs since i started really following the nba in like 2010 so hopefully that they can hopefully they can get back there sometime soon Right, But that's going to be tough in the Western Conference and playing in the same division as the Warriors.
1: Correct. And not to mention, the Suns are also be up and rising yeah, the Suns, at the same time as yeah, them.
0: The Suns are also starting to look like an up-and-coming team.
1: Yeah, and speaking of another one, the Western Conference, how about the Mavericks? Yeah, that's the Mavericks,
0: cool. They uh, they sort of had the third pick, I guess. They had the fifth pick, but traded up to the third pick to acquire... Luka Doncic, who I think is going to end up being the best player in this draft. Yes,
1: yeah, Steve is saying that for a long time. I am, <laughs>
0: I, am, I am the ultimate Luka Doncic stan. Uh. <laughs> I think he's great. I've always had a thing for international prospects. I'm yes. not really sure why. Mm-hmm. Maybe because my first ever favorite player was Yao Ming. I'm not sure. But I, I think he's going to fit in pretty well with that Mavericks roster. Him and Dennis Smith Jr., that would be, be a, a very um, good backcourt That's going. a very good backcourt for the future. Right, right. Like, I feel like, honestly, Doncic has the least bust potential.
1: I would out, agree with that, yeah. Out of
0: any prospect in this draft.
1: Yeah, I, I'm worried about his ceiling, though. Like, where, yes. where, Ce- where is it?
0: Ceiling, I'm not sure about the highest ceiling, but he definitely has the highest floor.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Like, at worst, I feel like he's Hito Chirkulu.
1: Okay. But if, if, if third overall pick, though, you don't want that at the third overall no, pick.
0: but it's still not a bad player to have on your team.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, because he can handle the ball, as Hito did also. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll definitely be effective. And it's just interesting to see, though, like, you know, Doncic looks, you know, European, more fundamentally sound and everything like that. And then you have Dennis Junior, which is a ton of athleticism. Mm-hmm. So... Western Conference backcourts have to watch out for that because yeah. you're getting both of them at the at the same time.
0: Yeah one one to rival Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson in the future.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll see. I mean, Warriors backward would be around for way too long just due to their shooting.
0: Yeah. So hopefully, uh, Luka Doncic has uh, Jennifer Aniston's number in his contacts.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um. Obviously he'll uh, be the king of New York, but not in New York. Right. After dunks on Porzingis,
1: <laughs> yeah. so
0: yeah, I'm very I'm very excited to see Doncic, and I'm also very happy to see that somebody, him, will be wearing a weird number, seventy seven. Oh, I did not I
1: year. did not see that actually.
0: Yeah, we finally get a player that's gonna wear a number that's higher than fifty four. Hey. Or fifty five.
1: That's not ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that's not like ninety nine or
2: something. Because
0: yeah. it's, it's always fun. I don't know why. It's just one of those weird things. But it's always you know, like fun to see a player wear a weird number that no one else wears. Like Jose Calderon wearing 81 yeah. on the Cavs. <laughs> or uh, how DeSean Stevenson wore number 92 for a large part of his career. Ron Artest slash World piece, he was like 93, 94 a few times. I want to say he wore 97 at one point as well. But I'm not quite sure on that one. But... It's it's nice to see. I'm I'm gonna get a Donchish jersey with my of food, with my <laughs> NBA store coupons that I got that expire Ugh. July thirty first. Anyway, fourth pick, Jaron Jackson Jr., straight out of Michigan State. No no shout outs to any of their athletic trading stuff.
1: Yeah, let's let's move on from that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway though, uh, so <laughs> the Grizzlies, uh, they are looking. <laughs> It's interesting how I kind of view this. So, Jared Jackson Jr., I have some concerns. And everyone, like, you know, modern-day big, that's like the, I mean, the first thing to point out. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Block shots, he's a good red protector, he can move his feet well. He can all shoot the three. My issue, though, is that their they're comparison with Serge Ibaka. And Serge Ibaka is not exactly fourth overall pick, you know, type thing. It's just, it concerns me when I hear that type of comparison. And, you know, granted, if I think of a different comparison, I can't really think of another one. So maybe he's the best. So hopefully he could be a better, much better Serge Ibaka. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm thinking. Like Because there aren't really a whole lot of players that really play exactly like him. Right. Or they're great interior defenders and also have a very consistent three-point shot. I think he shot some, almost 40% yes, three yeah. in college, Yeah. which is quite incredible for a kid who's six foot eleven. Right. And he is also one of the youngest players in the draft, if I'm um, not mistaken, so he certainly has some potential. And the Grizzlies are in a kind of weird situation. Because of Mike Conley because contract. Of, well, <laughs> because of the huge Mike Conley contract and also Mark Gasol being on the team. Because last year Obviously, they seem to be on the decline for a few years, but last year, the Grizzlies were obviously decimated by injuries, injuries yeah. to both Conley and Gasol for periods of time. And I don't feel like a lot of people expect them to be in the playoffs, but oh, yeah, no, no one, one expected one's... them to be as bad as they were. Right. And their front office has said that they expect to be a 50-win team next year. Yeah. Which <laughs> I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. But I I do think that they will surprise some People next year.
1: I mean, hopefully, because like you don't pay Mike Conley 153 million no. to just sit on the bench and be injured. Yeah. Um.
0: Cause, I, mean, I, don't, I don't even know who their point guard was like, Aaron Harrison or Andrew Harrison. I no, don't it, was, it was which Kobe Simmons, right? Kobe Simmons was a, was a two way contract, right?
1: Was he? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Plus, really, I don't remember.
0: That's last season. We're talking about the upcoming season with, those, yeah. with these new players that they drafted.
1: Right. Um, they have Dylan Brooks, who Dylan, was yeah. pretty good. Dylan
0: Brooks, he was he was very good for a second-round pick.
1: Yeah. Uh, but my biggest question with the Grizzlies, is because, like, you know, they were always the grit-and-grind team. Yeah. So where do they go from here? I don't think you could be the grit-and-grind team anymore in today's no. NBA. I mean, that they – you know, we're pretty good against that. the Spurs, but yeah. not anymore. So I would
0: love to see a grit and grind team.
1: Right, but you NBA need is too soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't think they continue to do that. But when you know when their veterans come back, where do they go? Granted, Gasol yeah. can now shoot threes too, so it's that's a plus.
0: Yeah, and then obviously the Chandler Parsons situation with that big contract—they're trying to attach him with the their fourth, fourth overall yeah. pick to try and trade down somewhere. There some rumors that the Magic had been trying to get that. I want to say yeah, the the Bulls. Ca- the Bulls were in there. I the want to say that the Cavs and Knicks were also in on that, too.
1: I believe the Knicks were interested, yeah.
0: And I think the Clippers, maybe. Yeah, are the Clippers, because they, they,
1: um, they had both. They had yeah, so the, the two picks. They the two yeah. picks,
0: so they would have traded those and probably someone to match salaries for Parsons in the fourth pick. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this upcoming season goes for him, because if he continues to be injured this upcoming season... After his contract expires, the next season after, I do not see a team signing him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and who knows how much money he'll be asking for. Because yeah. he's be like, hey, I just got all this money from here. Why, ain't it, you should pay me at least something like that. Yeah. When you're averaging, like, what, five points maybe? <laughs>
0: yeah, five points and maybe, like, 30 games a season. Yeah. Honestly. Ugh. He's pretty much getting paid. To just so that, that was already a bad contract to give him to start out with, too. Yeah. He'd already come off of a few knee surgeries with the Mavericks.
1: Well, I mean, just granted, just him even as his peak, wasn't that type of player. No, was, he was not
0: that. He was a he was good. He was. Oh, well, he was a fifteen good sixteen point per game scorer. Yeah. And a good shooter, but he was certainly not worth anywhere near that money. Right. He was part of that twenty sixteen. Salary cap spike. Yeah, like a lot of people bring up Mozgov and Lou well, has as the worst contracts given out. Chandler Parsons is by far the worst
1: contract. Yeah. That was given out. At least Lou Waldang can mentor people yeah. and granted he sits on the bench the entire time but yeah. like he at least mentors some people yeah. and Mozgov can be a you know a, I don't want to say solid no offense but he can be at least a decent center to have
2: yeah
0: so what we've got uh next here is the fifth pick. we got a little distracted there but whatever
1: sorry pick, Atlanta Hawks yeah
0: Ka-ka! Trey Young with the fifth pick Going to Atlanta, I can say that five more times until I come. What I wanted to say next. Um, so obviously he's uh he's probably the most polarizing prospect in this draft. And yes, has very high boomer buzz potential because he's either the next Steph Curry or Dun. the first. Because he's not Jimmer for that because he can at least pass the ball. Okay. Or he's the first uh, sort of like with Dirk Nowitzki when everyone wanted to find the next jerk and was drafting all these international players super high, right. he'll be the first Steph Curry failed experiment like Andre right. Barron yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah, yeah.
0: like Nikolaus Skidishvili were the sort of first failed Dirk Nowitzki's. Mm-hmm. But if they do, if it does pan out for the Hawks.
1: we're all hoping. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm hoping that he's, well, I don't know. Because I, I really wanted Trey Young for my magic. And well, we're not going to get into rants now, though. No. So. <laughs> and i had been watching him at Oklahoma all year, much like everyone else probably in the country that cares about basketball, mm-hmm. and thought it was very fun to watch. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be.
1: I guess not. I guess right? not. Anyway, though, so with the Hawks. Um, this whole Steph Curry comparison is got me kind of – it gets me – very upset sometimes because it's like Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. No questions asked. Yeah, I think and it's pretty solid. Yeah. The best shooter I mean, now. we've seen Reggie Miller, but he didn't have the handles. We saw Ray Allen, again, didn't have the handles. Or
0: the ability to really, like, dribble around and shoot off the dribble. Right. Because both those guys were more spot-up shooters and
1: right, Good yeah. around like Curry does. Yeah. Well, what makes Curry so effective, though, off the dribble is because of his shooting with yeah. his hand. Like, he... I wouldn't say he can get to the rim without his shooting. No. Because a lot of people, you know, they give him, like, you know, oh, he's great handles. But, yeah, it's not carry level. He isn't the quickest, I'd say. Like, he's pretty quick, but no. he's not the quickest player. But, but what allows yeah. him to get to the rim, though, is... One have a ton of shooters around him, and two yeah. have the ability to shoot from forty feet, pretty much. Yeah. But the issue with Trey Young is that he's smaller than Curry, and Curry is a is not capable, but he's a willing defender. And you know, Steve Curry does a good job of hiding yeah. him. Yeah, we
0: saw how Steph Curry shut down LeBron in the finals. Yes, <laughs> but don't get don't get Duncan started on that. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, but. <laughs> with Trae Young though, yes, he's gonna he's not gonna really grow like much taller. Curry six three, Trey Young six one, kind of six two. He has to get bigger. He said he gained ten pounds. I didn't really see that. So, yeah. but if he does, it's like you know, you, you look at Isaiah Thomas. You know, hopefully he could be something like that. But with Isaiah, it's again under a system with a ton of defense. Under Brad Stevens, yeah. you have Jalen Brown. You, you had Jay Crowder at the time. You had Avery Bradley. Like they're all good defenders. They can cover yeah. up for him. Atlanta doesn't really have that. That's my yeah. issue. And what they did in this draft with with Herder, right, and yeah. Spellman, yeah, they're not defenders. They're
0: all shooters.
1: Yeah, they're just all yeah. shooters. Which granted, this that's what you want with Trey Young, but uh, you if they they can't defend. No one can cover cover up for Trey Young. and He's just gonna mm. get obliterated if he's guarding the point guard.
0: Yeah. So Travis Schlenk is pretty much trying to make a Warriors 2.0 because he's an assistant GM with the Warriors before he became general manager of the Hawks last season. Right. But he, he didn't, started the rebuild.
1: He didn't count the defense. Like Clay Thompson is a good no. defender. Kevin Durant is a good <laughs> defender. And Draymond Green, one defensive player of the year. Yeah. And granted, he's not a shooter, but he does other things as well. Yeah.
0: Draymond Green shoots like he's wearing a backpack.
1: That is very true. <laughs> Especially that one time he did that. Remember that? Well, like a little. It was supposed to be a pass, right? Yeah. But that it like it was yeah. a line drive. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, that was horrible. But yeah, that that's my concern with Trey Young. It's that yes, he could shoot. Yes, he can come off the pick and roll and create. Yes, he's a good passer. But can he stay on the floor, dude, with his inability to defend? He said he's gonna prove doubters yes. wrong. So. I wanna see it.
0: Another day, another opportunity, one hundred emoji.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Alright, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna skip the sixth and seventh picks for now. Cause yeah. we're inevitably gonna go on even longer rants than like we did with the Grizzlies just now. Yeah, hopefully not. Because we'll both see. of us are magic and Bulls fans. I'm a magic fan, Duncan's a Bulls fan. Yeah. So we're gonna skip ahead to the eighth pick. The Cleveland Cavaliers picked Colin Sexton out of Alabama arguably Trey Young's biggest rival in college basketball correct yep. I watched that Alabama and Oklahoma game and Sexton did a very good job of shutting down Trey Young mm-hmm. but I really when I really don't see the hype in Colin Sexton it might be just me I think he could be Alfred Payton 2.0 Not that that's the worst thing but He's a point guard that can't really exactly shoot the ball. Right. And if you're a point guard, you need to be able to shoot the ball and pass.
2: hmm
1: So, we've discussed this before yeah. already. Yeah.
0: And now, also, also uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but to <laughs> add on to the Alfred Payton 2.0 thing, he also has some really bad hair. Okay. It's not the same as Alfred, but Yeah. Colin like Sexton has some ugly hair. I don't know if anyone noticed the stupid rat tail thing he had. Yeah, that was pretty Colin disgusting. That was just, <laughs> the yeah. draft. Uh, it's ugly anyway, yeah, so sorry.
1: yeah, that's no, all right, so I can see that, you know Alfred Payton two point oh type thing the only thing I would say though is that with Colin Sexton is the fact that he has more explosive ability, granted yeah. he's i'm gonna say he's shorter than Peyton,
0: he's shorter than Trey Young,
1: yeah, so he obviously needs to you know work on his body to get to be able to finish at the rim. Now, shot wise, that's a whole other thing. I, what I've seen so far from a lot of people is that they're saying like, yeah, we this kid can get a jump shot. He will get a jump shot eventually. Yeah. If he could do that, then you know everything's fine. The Cavs got a new good player for the future. But if he can't get that jump shot, no one's gonna want to come to the Cavs, and yeah. he's not gonna be able to help anybody that whoever they draft. Considering LeBron's gone, but yeah,
0: LeBron's probably gone. I just have, I have a weird feeling that he's gonna stay there, right? But I wouldn't. No, it wouldn't surprise me if he stayed or if he left. Yeah.
1: Well, we're not gonna get into the reports today about him. Yeah, no, we're
0: not gonna get. We're not gonna get into that. Too. That's for yeah. a future episode. But a little more on Colin Sexton. Um, when I just feel like when a player's biggest. Uh, Issues in the... No, the biggest compliment is that he hustles. That's not generally yeah, a good that's, sign. Okay, that's that true. They're good at anything.
1: Yeah, huh, yeah. oh, that's very true.
0: Like it's great to have a hustle type of guy. Obviously, like it really helped the Celtics in the playoffs this you're having Marcus Smart and his defensive ability. Right. But is but he's not a guy you'd really say like, yeah, I want him starting on my team. To be unless the main it, guy, yeah, and or like being the main guy, like unless it's like an Andre Robertson type of role where you start ex- exclusively to play defense, right? But he's not the guy you think. You know, like you know what? I really, really need that guy to start. Like, if you're a rebuilding team, he's not the guy you go, hey, this is our star player that we have to try and get.
1: We're gonna build around you, or, yeah, team. or
0: we're gonna build around, right? But ho- hopefully, hopefully, all these prospects can prove us wrong. Yeah, that would be very. Nice for yeah, and hopefully historical reasons.
1: Hopefully none of these prospects had the whole Markel fault situation either. No, that was that was horrible. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't want to see a number one overall pick have that issue again. So. Has the, he had the yips. Yeah, the yips. That's <laughs> <it's> so bad.
0: <laughs> Ninth pick. Oh. Kevin Knox and the New York Knicks. Boo. Yeah. The Knicks fans boot. So we had every that, single pick.
1: Yep. Well, we had the kid on TV again. Yeah, that that was booting boot having, yeah.
0: <laughs> having the crying Knicks kid up there again. That uh, was that was nice to see Matty's Yeah. he's So he's still yeah, alive and yeah.
1: doing well. <laughs> before before I get to the Bulls and all that, but so Knicks one, Knicks fans won an MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. as a lot of other Fans wanted their teams to pick in the lottery before the Nuggets got him. I, you know, they're all like, they're all going off the fact those high school days and he's supposed to be number one overall, you know, I think he probably would have been number one overall if he didn't get injured and he performed like that in college, but Kevin Knox, though, for the Knicks, it, I think it's actually going to be really good for them. Because if they're building around yeah. Porzingis, you don't need another ball-dominant guy to no. have the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah. Kevin Knox can you know have the ball in his hands, but he can also be affected off the ball. And Stephen A. Smith also is very happy with this. So if Stephen A. Smith's happy, granted yeah. he wasn't happy with Porzingis, but if he's happy... Knicks are probably gonna do a little bit better yeah. than how they usually are. Yeah, a
0: lot, a lot of people thought that they should have drafted uh, a point guard like Shea Gilgis Alexander or Colin. Second they have too he many. Po- yeah, they have too many
1: point guards though. I like,
0: just, yeah, I don't see how that would have worked because Frank Milikino has only played one season and mm. right, he didn't show a whole ton. But mm. again, he's a rookie, obviously,
1: and he's not gonna be your main guy either. Yeah, so, so you're not gonna have to you know worry about him being the best. You know. Because Porzingis is there.
0: Yeah. Although he is coming off that ACL injury. We all saw what it did to Derrick Rose's career. Right. And has likely done to Jabari Parkers. Yeah. I don't know if the Bucks are going to resign him. But this isn't about the Bucks. This is about the Knicks. Yeah. And the draft.
1: And hopefully they can figure out their issues. Because yeah. they're not they're, very functional.
0: No. They're not... Uh, what one might call functional at this point. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to James Dolan.
1: Seriously. Yep. And and Phil Jackson. Oh you know? yeah, Phil
0: Jackson. I forgot about him.
1: Oof. Covering oh. up for James Dolan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and uh, at the tenth yeah, tenth pick, pick. Yep. We got the Philadelphia seventy ers Trust the process. Yep. Rest in peace, San Hinkie. Mm-hmm. They uh, selected Mikhail Bridges with that pick. And I think his mom was more excited to have them pick his, her son than <laughs> yeah. Mikhail was himself because she works for the 76ers as, like, human resources assistant, something like that, I think it said. Right. Job title's irrelevant. She works for the Sixers and has some sort of role as a team. Anyway, yeah. but they ended up actually trading him for a uh, Zaire Smith... And it's in the, 2021. the two, a 2021 first rounder From. that was originally owned by the Heat and yeah. I think was traded to the Suns in 2015. It's probably... Like the Danny Granger trade, I want to say. S- Not that anyone really cares because he's been was out the dr- for
1: a while. It wasn't Dragic, was it? No, I don't...
0: Okay. Maybe it might have been Drag. Well, maybe it was Dragic.
1: I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. They yeah. had the Heat pick. <laughs> yeah. and so, for 2021. Which that's probably be really good yeah, that could be a
0: very good pick because
1: yeah like we you know if you value where the heat are right now they're not in a good position no. so, they're, they're not Yeah, so it's like because the issue right now is that no one Hassan Whiteside has all of a sudden become horrible so but no one wants his contract mm-hmm. so you can't move him yeah Dragic, you know you could probably move him for something I don't know what he was an all-star deservingly so but he, he's not a star player Waiters is injured. You have Josh Richardson, who's a good young yeah. piece. Would I would yeah. if you're the other Heat, than, I'd keep yeah. him.
0: Other than other than OutaBio, right. I don't see a lot of maybe star potential yeah. on this team.
1: And Kelly Olynyk has a horrible contract yeah, too. Kelly
0: Olynyk is not on a good contract.
1: But like if you're the Heat, though, you're going to be stuck in purgatory for a while because yeah. you're not going to be able to move your pieces. You're just got to play it out.
0: And they don't have their draft picks really either yeah, because so of what LeBron forced them to do to try and you know acquire other star players right. and other contracts
1: yeah so whew. if you're the heat you have some tough years ahead it's like you know not immediately because you're probably gonna be so relevant maybe make the playoffs but then yeah. you're gonna once 2021 comes around you're probably gonna have like the worst season ever because Whiteside comes off your books and you're just gonna start over yeah, from and scratch and you don't have your pick and, yeah and so you don't have your pick so if you're in philadelphia Philadelphia. You. Yeah, you're like you you're guys in a are great set. position <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now because, you guys are set. <laughs> yeah, like you're set. Like you know, what Boston of you. did. Like, I'm envious of you. Yeah, seriously. So you're gonna be who knows where you're gonna be in twenty twenty one. It's gonna be good. you and B it's gonna be still an all star unless injury happens, but Ben Simmons is gonna be like you know, the next star. Like you're gonna be great, and then you're gonna have like a probably top five pick in that draft you in t- 2021. Gross. Oh my gosh, stop!
0: I hate lefties.
1: <laughs> so Philadelphia, you're set.
0: Yeah, you're set. You guys got a good young piece in Zaire Smith. Yeah, eleventh pick was Charlotte was the Charlotte Hornets who selected Shea Gilgis Alexander. Who was not traded? <laughs> but traded it to the Clippers for Miles. Bridges, Bridges, yeah. yeah, Miles Bridges. Two second-round picks. and two second-round picks. I couldn't remember what else was in there, so you said it. So we'll just say this as it's the Clippers pick, I guess. So they obviously get a a pretty good point guard, potentially could be their starting point guard of the future. Mm -hmm. Because although Milos Teodosic was very good in Europe, he had an injury-riddled season for the Clippers this year. Yeah, I wouldn't say that he didn't live up to expectations, but he I certainly mean, did not surpass them.
1: Right, I mean, no one expected him to be like, yeah. you know, the next star yeah. from Europe.
0: Like, most, most of his highlights, I think, were, Passes. Assists, were yeah. assists in the preseason. Yeah. Which were very impressive.
1: Yeah, not gonna lie, they were good.
0: Yeah. They were, they were very nice, but he's also around 30 years old. He's not gonna be your point guard of the future. Patrick Beverly, he's just... Probably not, gone. <laughs> he might be gone. He might, they might keep him very good defensively, but he's not who you'd probably select as your point guard for a championship caliber team that they're looking to try and build there. Right. And so, out of those two, Gildas Alexander has the most potential to be that out of those two guys. Right. You now, some of the knocks on him is that he is kind of slow and doesn't have a very fast jump shot, so that could hinder his ability to get up shots in the NBA. But I don't think that it's going r- to be too huge of a problem just because of his size. Right, size is like big. most most point guards are six five, six foot six, so he should be able to get the shot off even if it's slow just because of his height. Right, I would think.
1: You know, I don't know his floor, but. I kind of only see, like, you know, a Sean Livingston type player. Yeah. And, you know, Sean Livingston was good before he got... Actually, Sean
0: Livingston was a Clippers pick, fourth overall, I think, in <laughs> 2004. Oh, well,
1: look at that. Um, but, you know, Sean Livingston was good before his humongous injury. Yeah. But if that's all Shea's going to be, you know, it's kind of... That's not
2: yeah, too
1: great. Um, You know, he'll probably be in the league for a while. Yeah. I don't I don't see him going out of the league. He'll, stick, he'll <laughs> stick around for yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, Sean Livingston... Pretty good, but you know you need more than that. Now, granted, Doc Rivers is pretty good at you know with point guards. Yeah. So I think he so could what probably he did with Rondo in
0: Boston. Right.
1: So obviously, Made Chris
0: Paula a better player as well.
1: Yeah, and that didn't work out. But no, like sadly. you know, it's uh, you know he he does a good job with point guards. All right. Do you want to move to yeah, Hornets? Let's
0: move the Hornets pick technically the Clippers, Miles Bridges. Right. I know absolutely nothing about Miles Bridges.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) what I've seen from him, it's, again, mostly just March Madness tournament. He... The hype around him, I really didn't understand as no, much because like, like everyone's just like everyone was talking about Mikael Bridges, who I think is going to be pretty good. Yeah, he
0: could be S- like and, uh, it's super Robert Covington.
1: Yeah, and but Miles Bridges, but Mikael Bridges has like ability to come off screens yeah. and he'll put the ball on the floor. Yeah, but Miles
0: Bridges, who does not have any relation to Mikael, yeah,
1: <laughs> which a lot of people thought they were brothers, including I've me, seen, first a little bit. I've
0: seen a lot of people say that he's kind of a tweener. He is like very, very too, much a tweener. He's too big to play small forward, but and he's too slow. Yeah. Too, he's too he's slow. Too big, to too big, too slow to play small forward. But he doesn't have the strength to play power forward. Right. Is what I've seen, so, and he's a lefty.
1: Yes, and David hates lefties. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it, mostly, what I saw from him though it was it was it was Michigan State. So it was mostly Jaron Jackson. But then with him, he was like the secondary guy. But it was just more of a catch and shoot guy. You know, and, yeah, you can play some defense. It's not great. No. It's not. So, if you're the Hornets, though, I'm a bit concerned. Because Kemba's probably gone, I'd say. I don't know, though. We'll see. He has a very good contract to trade.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're the Hornets, I think it's time to start over. Because you're not really getting yeah. anywhere. Nicholas Batum has a horrible contract. Get him off the, your books. Mm-hmm. And Michael kidd yoker is the ugliest jump shot in the world. <laughs> yeah. So... I understand it, but at the same time, you have all these wings, and none of them turned out well. No. What? What is? What well, makes you think Miles Bridges yeah. is going to be much better? Uh, yeah, that's my issue. So. Oh, I I do like
0: their new no, new coach James Borrego. Yes. <laughs> Interim coach of the Magic in twenty fifteen. I don't remember. Twenty fifteen, I think he had a ten and twenty record. So you know he's a good coach. Yeah. He's an assistant with the Spurs two times actually. Yep. Once before he came to the magic and then just after, recently. And just recently with them for two or three seasons. Yep. So uh then the actual an actual Clippers pick, not a Clippers or Hornets pick. Yep. <laughs> was uh, Jerome Robinson. Yes. A bit of a surprise there. Most mock drafts I saw him had in going in the early to mid twenties.
1: Correct. Yeah. So Donovan Mitchell said though yeah, he's Don, the Donovan Mitchell of this draft. Yeah.
0: Donovan Mitchell said, obviously, no one knows yourself better than yourself.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to trust Jerry West on this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to question Jerry West.
0: Because Jerry West has built two of the greatest dynasties in recent NBA history with the Shaq-Kobe Lakers. Right. And then, most recently, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And we've all seen how that has changed the NBA. Yeah. So, I'm not going to...
1: I don't know much about him I at all. I don't know all. anything
0: about I know he went to Boston College. Yeah. I think he averaged about 20 points a game there. So. He soo- his name sounds like he's a senior.
1: I, I have no, no idea. I really
0: know nothing about yeah, him. Yeah, we it's really know
1: nothing about Jerome Robinson. Yes, so. But maybe we will. Ho- hopefully
0: we will learn something about Jerome <laughs> yeah, Robinson so, this yeah. coming season.
1: Now, overall for the Clippers, though, if they can make this backcourt work, mm-hmm. that's, again, a good start. Mm-hmm. You're. On your way, and granted, you were a fringe playoff team this year,
2: yeah, with
1: the players you had close. and a lot of injuries. So and you traded away Blake Griffin, so yeah, that was like weird. yeah, that was an interesting deal. But interesting. stuff with with all that with all that happening, you were still a fringe playoff team. So I think you're at a good place yeah, if if that backcourt can work out.
0: So yeah. who knows? So and then the last pick of the lottery, the one and only yeah. Michael. Porter, Porter Jr. Jr. I think he's the next Brandon Roy.
1: That's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah. Great
0: great shooter, great player, all star potential. But I really do think that injuries could end his career.
1: Right. I so there are reports saying that he's unsure playing this upcoming yeah, season.
0: He could be a, a red shirt rookie like yeah. Ben Simmons was.
1: Yes, and let's not get into that right now. No, <laughs> but the issue with that like if immediately you're coming out of college, which you're already injury derailed, and then you're coming right into the NBA, and you're saying you might not play your first season, like that's what, that might what's be wrong. In, yeah, that like I don't know how that's gonna really, like that's that's not gonna translate well. Yeah, and if you're the Nuggets, if he turns out good, you gotta steal. And I think he works really well yeah. with the backcourt you have, and then Jokic also, who yeah. just signed a new deal. If he
0: ends up being like he was supposed to be, like projected number one overall pick. I think it could be like one of the biggest steals in history. Right. Behind like Kobe Bryant at thirteen, Steve Nash at like fifteen, sixteen, right. and Manu at fifty-seven. Yeah. Isaiah right. Thomas at sixteen. Yeah. Ben Wallace undrafted.
1: <laughs> but, here's the thing that it really stuck out to me. So you know, once once like the Bulls came around, it was like if they they didn't draft him, they're like they were shocked, you know. A lot of people were like, what are you doing? Then all of a sudden, the caps come around. They're like, no we're not – they didn't draft him either. Knicks didn't pick him. And then you keep going on, and then he finally gets picked by the Nuggets, right? Yeah. The thing that stuck out to me the most is like Jerry West had two picks. Yeah. Jerry West had two picks. You could have drafted someone. You're like, all right, we're pretty sure about this guy. And then you could have taken the risk on yeah. Michael Porter Jr. He didn't take him. That he tells me something right there, that if Jerry West doesn't take him – and he has two, uh, two times he could have taken him, yeah. that tells me something right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust Jerry West on that one. Because I don't yeah. want to, like, if he knows something, then trust him. Yeah, I if, actually have
0: a, a fun story about Jerry West from when we finished talking about Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Um, so what I read about I've, about MPJ's injury is that with the spine, it was some sort of, like, fluid buildup. And yeah. the thing I read, it was from a doctor and I guess the comparison that they tell patients who have this and that it's almost like a jelly donut or the how they do the surgery is like they poke a hole somehow
1: spinal tap is yes. it Yes
0: I don't I don't think it's called a spinal tap but it's something they 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 do something with your spine Ugh. and it kind of just like they just kind of oozes out That's
2: like disgusting. that in yeah. your back
0: right and that can cause numbness like in your legs and just be uncomfortable with your back because you have all this weird fluid inside you that's not supposed to be there.
1: If you can't see my face, I'm grimacing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, it's there is potential for re-injury to happen. It's said typically if it does come back again, it's within the next two to five years of the surgery to repair that and drain that fluid out. Yeah. But I've also seen other things saying like, "Oh yeah, he should be fine. This is just a one-time thing." Right. So there's varying levels of confidence in his back.
1: Right, and the teams get medical reports like hours before the draft too. Yeah. Again, so it's like, and probably scared off a lot of teams. Yeah. So it, I'm gonna trust a lot of other GIs, but specifically Jerry West, on this one. Like, or yeah. as an advisor, he's gonna be like, I don't take him.
0: Like, well, the Nuggets did. Get a good player with that 14th pick. Ho-
1: hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, That would have
0: been very surprising to if he slip tr- out of a
1: lottery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ESPN had that initially. Yeah. The it, first
0: mock draft that ESPN did, Woj had him going 15th to the Wizards.
1: Yeah. And it's Woj, so you're just like, oh. He's,
0: he's the most credible source in <laughs> basketball. Yeah. So, yeah. my fun story about Jerry West. After this, we'll get back to the Magic and Bulls picks that we promised you. Yeah. Uh... I met Jerry West at a NASCAR race in Joliet, Illinois. The sponsor for the race was uh, MyAfibRisk.com, and I guess Jerry West is AFib. I'm not sure exactly what that is. I'm pretty sure it has to do something with your blood. But anyway, so he was at the race, and I had uh, infield passes, and he was doing some promotional event there. And I'm like, hey, it's Jerry West. I should go get his autograph or something. So I had I had a hat on me and a Sharpie. So I went up and I'm like, hey, could you sign my hat? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so while he's signing the hat, I'm like, how do you think my Magic are going to do this season? And he goes, the who? And I say the Magic. He's like, oh, uh, I'm not allowed to talk about uh, other teams and stuff like that. I was just like, okay, understandable. He worked for right. the Warriors at the time. I get you not being allowed to talk about other teams. And so I so he signs a hat, I take a picture with him, um standing around milling around with my dad. And he goes over to the people next to me. He signs their hat, something like that, whatever they had, and they say, Go Spurs go to him. You know what he says right back? Yeah. Go Spurs go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why is he not allowed to comment on the magic, but he's allowed to cheer for the Spurs when he works for their rival team?
1: Who knows, man? <laughs>
0: Never meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> They're always a letdown. It's always a letdown.
1: Yeah. All right. So we're going right. to we're going to go to the magic here. So basically, oh, I'm boy. just going to let David take the floor.
0: <laughs> All right. So at number 6, the Orlando Magic selected Mohammed Mo Bamba out of the University of Texas at Austin. Um obviously, he he's a very intriguing prospect. He stands at Seven foot one and has a seven ten wingspan. I told my my mom about this after the draft about how they had the seven ten wingspan, and a few days later, like yesterday, mom was like, "So how tall is he? Like seven four, seven seven five? 'Cause Because you know you assume with a guy a wingspan that long that he he'd have to be at least that high. I'm like, "No, he's seven one," and my mom was absolutely shocked.
2: Right.
0: So I and she doesn't follow basketball at all. She doesn't really care other than. As long as LeBron loses and the Magic win. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, have someone like that doesn't even follow basketball. Be shocked. Like, know, like, hey, that's really good for a basketball player <laughs> yeah. to have those measurables. Right. Says something, I think. And outside of basketball, I know he's a, supposed to be a very intelligent person. I know he's very well-spoken. Intelligence as, helps. Yeah. i intelli- Intelligence certainly helps. Not just outside of basketball, but just... Being in basketball mm-hmm. and helping you be a leader. I know he's a rookie, but I do think that he could play sort of a leadership role on this team.
1: Definitely, especially defense.
0: Yes, especially on defense, because that's really what I think. Uh, other than best player available, I think that's part of why the Magic picked him. Because as much as I love Vooch, he's he's an absolute just. I don't. I don't even know what to say. On defense, he's not good. Yeah, he might there. have the block numbers. He averages about like one and a half a game, but blocks don't <laughs> tell the whole story. Yeah, he can't, can't really defend the pick and roll. It's, it's, it's he cannot defend the pick and roll. Oh my god! Yeah,
1: and that's that's what def- That's what opposing offenses mm-hmm. do. They just attack. It's run the pick
0: and roll against him all day, every day. Oh yeah, Matador defense, and then you know he'll let a guy blow past him, and then he'll get upset at his teammates for not playing defense. Like, what are you doing, dude?
1: So it's called help defense. Hi-
0: hypocritical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Bamba will either start the season and Vooch is traded, or I think he'll come off the bench to start the season and play behind Vooch and ahead of Biombo,
1: Please. <laughs> who does
0: not, who cannot catch a ball to save his life. <sighs> Yeah. I don't blame you if you don't know that for not watching the magic because yeah. there really has not been any reason to watch them the last I don't know six years, other than the start of the twenty fifteen season and when we start out eight and four this year. Yeah. But, anyways, I'm I'm very excited for Bamba. i
1: We're not gonna talk about Bamba, By the way, no, <laughs> that's a horrible situation. No,
0: I'm very excited to have Bamba on this team. I've seen I've seen the highlights of him. Playing against the 5'9 trainer. <laughs> the post moves. Yep. I've seen those. I've seen the dunks. I've seen the open three-point shots in an empty high school gym. Yeah, It looks impressive. And I know I, I'm saying that like <laughs> I'm being sarcastic and funny. Yeah. But it, it is promising to see that he can do this stuff regardless of whether it's on a 5'9 trainer or not. Yeah, like right. It's, like, it's, it's nice to see that he's at least putting in work and actually showing effort to become a better player. Cause at Texas he had some semblance of a three point shot. He made like fourteen on the season, maybe, but wasn't one. You wouldn't call him a threat from outside. Yeah,
1: he wasn't Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, but he
0: is tra- the tra- the five nine trainer I'm talking about is the same guy who who trained Joel Embiid while he was recovering from the foot injury and mm-hmm. made him into the player he is now. And he's also worked with Jason Tatum. He's fixing Markel Fultz's jump shot. Yeah. He's worked with a bunch of other guys that I can't name off the top of my head right now, but other notable players from this draft and previous drafts. So I'm 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 excited to watch summer league. Good, good luck scoring on Bamba and Isaac in summer league.
1: Or even with, once the NBA starts, that's going to be. A, yeah. If they're both healthy. Yeah, like cause, mo- mostly Isaac.
0: Because Isaac missed. He only played I think 27 games this season because right. of his glass ankles.
1: If they're healthy, it's a tough defense yeah. to go against. Uh, Isaac between, on the perimeter. And,
0: between uh, Isaac, Aaron Gordon, who really showcased like what he could do this season, if he had stayed healthy and actually kept up the good shot selection at the beginning of the season, I really think he could have rivaled Aladipo for most improved. But ultimately, that didn't work out. So between Isaac, Gordon, and Bamba, all their wingspans are seven feet or longer.
1: Right. And they're all very athletic. Yeah, uh, and all
0: yeah. very... Long, rangy, athletic guy.
1: <laughs> right. So you, I, it's looking good. Yeah, my, my
0: my new nickname for them. I didn't create this. I saw it somewhere. Is a uh, big, which takes the first initials of each of their last names. Bamba Isaac, Isaac Gordon, Gordon. Wow. Which also just fits because, like I've mentioned a thousand times now, they're huge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Although the problem is we don't have a point guard.
1: And this is why David won Trey Young.
0: Yeah, that's really the real reason why I wanted Trey Young so much. But I am ha- I'm happy with Bamba. But we didn't even pick a point guard with any of our second round picks. At least. Oh uh,
1: yeah, Melvin Fraser.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm f- I've come around on Melvin Frazier. I didn't really originally like the pick at first because I didn't know anything about him. And his name. Yeah, he's got one of the, the ugliest names in the NBA <laughs> right off the bat.
1: No offense, Melvin.
0: No. I actually thought was, he's Melvin Frazier Jr. Oh, look at that. So, yeah. He's not Melvin Frazier Jr. But he seems like he's a a, a decent player. He seems, he seems like he has somewhat of a three-point shot, so that's something the Magic definitely need because we... We can't shoot the ball to save our lives.
1: Yeah, we've seen that for a while. And
0: then in the second round, we drafted the other Justin Jackson out of Maryland. He was supposed to be a first-round pick last year. Yes, he was, yes. And then pulled out of the draft for whatever reason. Because
1: the other Justin Jackson. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and then I think he got hurt or something at Maryland this season. He did again. And that causes draft stock to really fall. Mm -hmm. But he has a striking resemblance to Kem Birch. Was also on yeah. the Magic. Who's now probably their fourth string center, but really should be third or second.
1: Probably second, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Again, I don't blame you guys for not watching the Magic. But if you tune into any Magic game late in the season, and you saw Ken Birch play. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So.
1: I will say though, so like yeah. I told you to do this before, but like that defense, I think it'd be a huge issue because yeah. it's just if I if I'm the Magic, I'm just I'm keeping bombing in the paint have Isaac guard the best offensive yeah. player for the other team, and you just switch everything, but you play aggressive. You, yeah. you try to get in the passing lanes. You try to steal the ball every single time because yeah. Mama's going to be there to cover you up. Yeah, and, and that's a that's,
0: Steve Clifford type of team.
1: Yeah, so I think that's, that's there, looking really yeah, good. He's
0: the new Magic's head coach. He coached the Hornets before. and At first I was a little upset because he wasn't exactly the flashy name. Mm-hmm. To get as the head coach. But once I thought about it some more, I thought, you know what? This really isn't a bad coaching hire. Because Jeff Weltman, the president of basketball operations, said this during the introductory press conference every time you play a Steve Clifford team, you have to come prepared. Oh, yeah. And to win 36 games the last two seasons with the not not very well uh, matching roster yeah, it was a that was had bad. in Charlotte yeah. is amazing. in. I always absolutely hated having to play Charlotte four times a year <laughs> every yeah. season.
2: It was, Makes sense.
0: It was not fun. There was a game at the end of last season where we were down by like 20 after one quarter and ended up losing by like 40 or almost 50. But anyway, that's enough about my magic. Mm-hmm. Enough about me fantasizing about Bamba and Isaac and <laughs> Gordon. Yeah. Let's hear about uh, Wendell Carter Jr., who most Magic fans are not very high on. But most Bulls fans seem to particularly enjoy.
1: Eh, I think most Bulls fans came around. once they saw MPJ fall the fourteenth, because everyone's like, Oh, cash picking MPJ then they didn't and he kept sliding back. Once that happened, Bulls fans kinda realized, okay, we're not the it's either that we're not the only dumb ones, or we actually made the right decision, which I think it's ultimately the right decision. Wendell Carter Jr. I have I'm a Duke fan, which I know a lot of people don't like Duke, but I am a Duke fan. Go so, Duke. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I've watched a decent amount of Duke games in their, just, in their season, and yes, it was back mostly. But what Wendell Carter Jr. can do was not o- always shown every single night. And considering the fact that we already have marketing, who I think is who we have to build around at this point, Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be perfect because he's not going to be the person who's going to demand the ball all the time because he played with Bagley. And then he's going to do everything that marketing can't really do and that's basically play defense. Um, And yes, he's only 6'10", but he has a 9-1 standing reach, which is what you need to rebound and be a good defender inside.
0: Yeah, but Bombas is 9'7". Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanted Bomba, but... Considering we fell back to seventh, it was very unlikely we got him. Unless we did that trade for Parsons, which wasn't going to happen because we had to trade back either Felicio or Oshik, and that wasn't going to happen either. So just the match salaries, basically. Um, so I really liked the Wendell Carter Jr. pick. He was definitely, if we stayed where we were at number seven, which we did, he was my number one guy. Number two was Mikel Bridges. He went later. But I thought Wendell Carter Jr. was going to be perfect for Laurie like right next to him. It's going to be amazing front court, I think. And, you know, there's going to be questions about, you know, can he keep up with the modern-day NBA? Markin can shoot threes. Carter Jr. can also shoot threes at some degree. But he can hit that mid-range shot, and that's what I'm mostly concerned about. And he can defend. So I'm not worried about the defensive end at all. Now, I think he, if he can develop a post game and work better in the pick-and-roll, that's going to be a very big threat. Because then he rolls, marketing fades. It that looks good to me. Then Chandler Hutchison, number twenty-two overall pick. Apparently, it was a promise very early in the draft process with him uh, by the Bulls that they pick him. I thought, you know, I don't know anything about him, and he's the first ever overall pick by Boise in the first round. No, first ever pick in the first round from Boise State. Um. And I thought, you know, because we needed a wing, I thought it was a good pick. Um, granted, he is a senior, so I don't know how much he's going to develop anymore. But considering how he developed from his freshman year to then his junior year, and then his junior year to his senior year, it's very impressive to me. And we needed a wing desperately because I like Valentine, but he's too slow. Can't play defense, really. And Justin Holliday probably gone. Um, and... We're bringing back David Nwaba, who can't shoot really, but I like him. We need a wing who can push the ball up the court, off rebounds, off misses, and also be a threat from outside. I'm not saying ball handling or anything. Like that just you know play your game, make cuts, and be a force spacer, but play with the pace and space that we want to play with. So, I'm liking it. I do have some concerns with Chandler though. But we'll see. But I what did watch. What concerns do you have? I did watch his pr- the press conference that was show today. They apparently did it earlier, but Chandler has a very. He speaks very much like a professor at times, so he, I can tell he's very intelligent. And basketball IQ is going to be big, obviously, with him. So, yeah.
0: What What concerns do you have about him?
1: So when I watched him in college, though, is like when I watched his highlights, it's like. He is very good at either just going right to the rim or just pull, uh, or just being a spot- up shooter. My issue though, is when it was he would catch the ball at the three point line and then dribble and then go like you know hit put the ball on the deck and then go right to the rim. That was the issue with me. It's like he can't really do that that well. And the reason was because he doesn't really have a pull-up shot. He can, he's a good catch and shoot guy. He's good at just being out on the open floor going to the rim. He has some kind of you know pick and roll, more like picking you know the, with the wing pick and roll yeah. type thing, which I think that's good because we need that. But it's when he would catch the ball and then the defender would run at him and then he has to put the ball on the deck. He, his idea was always get to the rim instead of just pulling up from like you know twenty feet or eighteen feet. Yeah. Um, that's that's my concern, because going to the rim. Doesn't always you know, it's it's a good option obviously but like you know you need to have that mid range shot in my opinion that's my biggest issue defensively we're not gonna be a defensive team really I think he's gonna be very capable though just to stay in front of the guy at least not you know coming off screens is a whole different story we'll, we'll figure that out at, at some point but I think we could with Chris Dunn hopefully if we see, if he stays on the team which thank God we didn't draft a point guard we'll be okay on a perimeter defense. Anything you,
2: yeah,
1: Anything you have to mention? Anything
0: have to mention? Are Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr. the new Paul Millsap and Al Horford?
1: I think Markkinen's going to be better than Paul Millsap. Ooh, that's a hot take. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Millsap was drafted in the second round, so. Um, great to Paul Millsap, did a great job. Markkinen, <laughs> I'll get it. Let me just say this: When that trade happened with Jimmy Butler, I was not very, uh, I was not very happy with it because Chris Dunn did have a good rookie year. Zach Videns coming off injury, and we already know how injuries work in Chicago. And I did not know anything about this marketing guy. I, I'm like, he. You know, he went to Arizona. I don't know nothing about him. Yeah,
0: you thought he was the next Channing Frye. I
1: did, because... Mostly because he
0: came out of Arizona, just like Fry.
1: Right, yeah. But, like, <laughs> it was it was because... But, like, the only... Th- I did watch, you know, him in March Madness, but the only thing I saw from him was that he never even made cuts to the rim. It was always just put up to three. Just be the three-point threat. And I'm just sitting here like, the Bulls just made, like, the stupidest decision right now. And I have not been a, a fan of the front office. But and then summer league came around and then there's you know he played decent in summer league but it wasn't enough to convince me but there was one game where it really hit me he had like three points that game he went one for 11 from three point range and he had like only five rebounds he had two block shots but you know it's summer league i'm not really i don't think it's gonna translate to the nba so i was not expecting i, I wasn't expecting the block shots to go to the nba and like him be a good defender and everything but that game, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just sitting there watching it. I'm just like, man, if this guy shoots one for eleven from three point range in the NBA, I swear to God, this is not good. Because that's all he, that's all he took though. He only took 13 shots, and it was like one for eleven from three point range. And I'm like, great, that's all I can do then.
0: He's in work in the off season.
1: Yeah, apparently, yeah. This off season, he's definitely putting in work. He then convinced me though, in the early season, that he's gonna be a good, a really good player. And I think we have to build around him now. And I didn't know he had the ability to put the ball on the deck and go to the rim, which is... He's done very good, and we saw the dunk on Cantor, which is very really cool. So and I saw the
0: dunk on Vooch in Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> Live, I was there. It yeah. was my first Magic game in uh, like five years. Five years, yeah. Because I so, haven't been back to Orlando.
1: Yeah, so I think it's going to be good. Wendell Carter Jr., I'm not expecting All-Star, which, you know, David's can't get on to me about that, but I, <laughs> I don't... Think he has to be an all star, but he could be that Al Horford type all star that gets in because the team is doing so well, and he's putting up like fifteen and ten and like you know two blocks. Yeah. And what I also would notice is like back when we had Thibodeau, we run our offense through Joachim Noah. Yeah, you did. I think when the cards you're at, at the elbow or high post, we you can run our offense through him very like very well. You know, you know, just do some backdoor cuts there. And especially Chris Dunn, who can't really shoot very well, we could still like run our offense through him, and it'd be cool to see. So, yeah, that's my whole thing with the Bulls.
2: All
0: right, so and. to end this, we're going to talk a little bit about the the later picks in yeah. the draft in the first round.
1: And we'll get to NBA awards eventually. And
0: we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA awards that are going to be on later tonight in about an hour and a half. So first one, first player we got here is uh, Lonnie Walker who some expected to maybe go to the late lottery yeah. but uh ultimately fell down to the <laughs> fell down to the spurs um when he got his draft cap <laughs> it kind of looked like his hat was just Floating. hovering above yeah. his head <laughs> except i was posting it on uh at the underscore nb news on instagram follow give him. us a follow there <laughs> yeah. if you if you haven't already um i posted the i was busy posting the spurs that picked him there so I wasn't really paying attention. Him going up onto the stage and getting his hat and shaking his shaking hands with Adam Silver, and I saw it on Twitter later tonight. And I thought that it was photoshopped, and his hat yeah, flo- floating above his head. Yeah. I, I thought seriously thought it was photoshopped, but it kept going around, and I'm like, "Oh, that's his. That's the actual picture that was taken of him with his hat on. And, yep. it, and his hair is just so tall that <laughs> Duncan just did a gesture coming up from his head with his hair. <laughs> his hair is so tall it just looked like his hat was hovering up there <laughs> yeah
1: so but uh, away from his hair
0: away from his hair um I don't really know a whole lot about his game I understand that he's, he's at least a half decent shooter he's a good is, defender is a good defender yeah. and is pretty athletic yeah I know he's out of Miami a freshman out of there um he obviously did something good to Get drafted in the first round.
1: Especially by the Spurs.
0: Yeah, especially by the Spurs. So you, don't, you already know he's going to be a star since he's drafted by the Spurs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely think he's going to be at least one of the steals in this draft. Like, Yeah, it, for sure. Because he did uh, slip. He did slip, but like also it's the Spurs. And yeah. him with DeJounte Murray looks pretty good. Yeah,
0: like the, like DeJounte Murray has a decent three-point shot, but it's just not very fast, and I don't think he's very confident in it yet. But if he can gain that confidence and quicken his release a bit, yeah. I think that they could be deadly, regardless if Kawhi Leonard state is uh, remains a spur or not.
1: Yeah, um, they good defensive backcourt, definitely. They, you know they get to stay, it, both of them defensively will be good, and they just got you know. If they're gonna rebuild, you got trade LaMarcus, get something good in return, and see how you can go from there.
2: Yeah. It's oh, what, show.
1: If if Kawhi's out, which it looks like he is, so. Sorry, Spurs fans. Yeah,
0: I feel bad about it too. I've always been a big Kawhi. fan. I've
1: always been a big Kawhi fan. Wanted, I wanted, just... I wanted to be
0: a spur for life. Yeah, but it wasn't meant to be. Yep. All right. So next, next pick that we got is uh, Grayson Allen to straight the Utah out of Duke. Jazz. Yeah, straight out of Duke to the Utah Jazz. Yep. I thought they should have picked a point guard there. I but yeah, agree. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a bad pick necessarily for the Jazz. I feel like he fits that kind of a tough defensive type of mold. Yes. Again, I didn't really watch a lot of Duke games, but if the Jazz picked him, he's at least half good at defense.
1: Yeah. i say he's a good defender. I mean, that kind of, like, reference the Bulldog type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. My, I I think it fits perfectly into the system. It's just my only issue is that he plays the same position as Mitchell. Yeah. And, you know, David and I have talked about this a lot. It's like we're, we're kind of confused a little bit how that's going to work out. Now, if... Let's, you know, the Jazz did run Mitchell at point guard for a good amount, like, you know, for some stretches in, yeah. in the season and in the playoffs specifically. So if Mitch, you can run a lineup with Mitchell at the point guard, have Allen to two, and then, you know, maybe Jay Crowder at the three or, you know, somebody else, Alec Burks, Royce O'Neal, That's a pretty good, I think it's pretty good if you're going to continue to be always, you know, space out the floor and then have good defenders. Yeah. I like that. Um, and obviously, go Bears. One of the best defensive centers in the league. So, Duh. yeah. So
0: he's Rudy Gobert. He's up for Defensive players so of the
1: year. Mitchell. Get to that later. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell definitely loved the pick. So if Mitchell yeah, loves. They seem it, to be uh, ecstatic
0: yeah. that they're about to be teammates. Yeah, if
1: Mitchell loves it. Then I'm not too concerned. Like, yeah. So I'm just you know same position. That's the only concern I have really.
0: Yeah. Although I was really hoping that Grayson Allen would go to the Warriors. Oh, my God. So you could have both Draymond Green and Grayson and Allen, the NBA's most yeah. hated player, yeah. and college basketball's most hated player, both on the same team.
2: Yeah. The what I was
0: hoping what would happen is that the two could coordinate something where Grayson Allen would trip a player, and as the player is falling down, Draymond Green would be able to slide in and kick the other guy in the balls. Yeah. One-two punch or yeah. one-two kick. Yeah, one-two <laughs> kick. This isn't a Portis and Muratich, yeah, yeah. the one-two hey, punch. let's not talk about that, all right? <laughs>
1: Portis is going to be good. <laughs> one-two punch. <laughs> hey, we got Hutcherson out of that whole entire thing. I'm, I'm all right with that. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: the one-two kick there yeah. in Golden... What, what, what could have been in Golden State? <laughs> we'll always be left to wonder.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, does that wrap I think up? The, I think the Suns, uh...
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Had a very good overall draft. I'd give them an A-plus on that. Yeah. Because aside from DeAndre Ayton and trading for Mikhail Bridges, they also got Elio Kobo, who I think is the behind Doncic, the next best international player in this draft. He had a game recently where I think he scored 44 points. And he also plays a position of need for the Suns, at point guard.
1: Yeah, they definitely need a point guard. <laughs> yeah,
0: because... Indications say that they're not going to bring back Alfred Payton. Yeah, and they're trying, they're still making a decision on Tyler Eulis. And Tyler Eulis is not uh, Isaiah Thomas from a season ago. Right. And probably won't ever get to that point. Yeah. (laughs) So anybody at point guard is probably a good option for them,
1: I would say. Just someone that doesn't need the ball. Yeah. Because Booker, Jackson, uh, now Aiden also with Bridges. Yeah. It's pretty good looking. Just mm-hmm. make sure you, you just, just remember there's only one ball. Yeah, so. there's
0: only one ball. Cough, cough, Carmelo Anthony on the,
1: uh, on the Thunder. We're not going to get into that today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we'll get to the picks.
0: Any, any none, are, there, are there any losers you really felt in this draft? Losers? Other than teams that only had second rounders, <laughs> like the Thunder and the Pistons, I want to say. Pelicans. Right? Did the Pelicans even have a pick?
1: Not in the first, but uh, Do they have a second rounder. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I had They're a, all I losers. Had a loser. I had a loser though. Um, shoot, I don't remember. Was it the one. Wizards?
0: No, because I think Troy Brown Jr. Is I don't good. know anything about him. So
1: he's a big. He's a big guard. Basically, he's six seven. Like he can handle the ball, but he's he's also like you know I think he's also kind of really explosive at times. So. I think that works well for the Wizards yeah. specifically, not, especially because like I don't, I don't really think the Wizards are really working out right now. So I, no. I feel like you got, you got to trade either Waller Beal, and whichever one stays, they make up for what the other one did.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Portland with the whole Anthony Simons, which I can't stand that last name because <laughs> uh, it, soo- it sounds like it should be Simmons. it should be Simmons, just all named the way. after Penny Hardaway. Hardaway yeah. I. I don't you really know, understand that pick. It's, yeah. It's I'm not like really you, you sure alluded I to that also. Completely
0: understand it. I from what I gather the the, the Triple had promised that they'd pick him if he was available at 24. Yeah. But Shabazz Napier actually looked like an NBA player this year. Yeah. I mean, he lived up know. to uh, LeBron's expectations of best point guard in the 2014 draft. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like they could have just brought him back and then found a third string point guard. That wasn't a rookie. Right. That wouldn't get their development hindered.
1: I mean, because McCollum can also play point guard too. Yeah. So McCollum
0: can play point for stretches.
1: Yeah. So I, I really don't understand that. I mean, he could. I think Simon's most likely be a two. I don't.
0: I think. I, he, I think he'll be good.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he'll be good. But like again, it's you know they are be preparing for the future. He's got to spend some time in the G League definitely. Yeah. And just so did you see what the
0: what the Trailblazers GM said about uh, second round picks? No. I think they had like the 37th pick or something like that, and they traded it. I don't remember exactly what. It was like Gary Trent.
1: I don't remember. I think it was Gary Trent. I think Trent. so. Yeah.
0: And they said, and he, Neil Olshe is their GM. He said, at the 37th pick, that area, second round. You aren't gonna find a lot of players who are gonna have an impact on the team. I think Eric Trent Jr. is a pretty you know, good player. But you know you know who was the thirty-seventh overall stop, pick in the stop. last draft?
1: Yeah, oh my God.
0: Shimmy Ojale. Okay. And he got minutes in the first round because he could play defense, defense against Giannis yeah. and Dedekunpo Yeah. And probably help the Celtics win that series. Yeah. So that went to seven games, if I'm not mistaken, right? It did. And the Celtics ended up going to the conference finals and pushing the Cavs to seven games and a game away from the finals. Yeah. If they don't have Shimmy Ojale... Playing good defense on Giannis, <laughs> the, they might not even make it out of the first round.
1: That's very true.
0: So I, th- I think you can find some value at the thirty seventh overall pick.
1: Yeah, and just <laughs> not to mention uh, the Bulls with Jordan Bell and trade for three point five million. Uh, I thought it
0: was three million.
1: Three point five million. Oh. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, Jordan Bell not good enough to play on the Bulls but good enough to play for the world champion Warriors yeah.
1: and you also had Dwayne Bacon in the second round you can pick Jawan Evans who I still like yeah, I don't understand Wesley uh, Wendu yeah that was Wendu. that was a good one for the magic I think wait what
0: pick what pick was Jordan Bell
1: 34 35th I don't no Wesley Wendu oh it was 35th was yeah I think. Uh, I don't, I don't remember uh, uh,
0: D- Duncan's googling it right now type 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 hey google Jordan Bell, 38th. Was the 38th pick. Okay, look draft. at that. All right. <laughs> so I guess he one wasn't available. But whatever. That, that's that's besides the point. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we've been doing this for almost an hour and yeah, 15 we, we minutes. We weren't expecting this long. Yeah, I was not expecting it to be this long. Um, All right. So
1: you want to wrap it up with the awards? So
0: yeah, we'll just wrap it up with the uh, nominees for the NBA Awards tonight. Uh, Hosted by Anthony Anderson. Yeah. I I liked Drake last year. I'm curious how Anthony Anderson will do this year.
1: I mean, I like Anthony Anderson, so it's pretty
0: good. Damar, I say it. DeLess, I like it. (laughs) Uh, For MVP, the top three are Anthony Davis, James Harden, and LeBron James. I think James Harden has uh, rightfully deserved this MVP. Yes. After you could argue that he could have and should have won the 2015 and 2017 MVP awards Yes. against yeah, Stephen Curry and Russell Westbrook, both very compelling arguments for his case. But this year, I think third time's a charm. We're yeah. going to have to win it. But if we are operating on last year's idea of what the MVP is, I think it's LeBron James uh,
1: it's just because yeah. of the triple doubles. He didn't average one. But no, he didn't he, average one. Yeah, he it didn't was, have a lot. It was close.
0: And he, he wasn't on the best team, right. really.
1: But I will say though he had Kevin Love an all star. Yeah,
0: he did have an all star on his team. And
1: let's because see for Eastern Conference and they don't get fifty wins if no. they are in the Western Conference. No, they don't.
0: All right, Rookie of the Year, we got Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, and Donovan Mitchell.
1: Just just get ready, guys. I might go in a rain here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Duncan's made it no secret. To me, that he is a uh, big Donovan Mitchell fan.
1: Yeah, because I thought he was a pretty good player in college. And yeah. no one, David did not agree with me with that.
0: I, I didn't. I did not. I didn't see it, but he 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 proved me wrong, <laughs> and I, I I like Mitchell now. Yeah, and it's not that I didn't like him before, but I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. I appreciate his game and what he does, and then. Uh, Ugh, ben Simmons.
1: Okay, just say we don't hate Ben Simmons. We think no, I hate Ben Simmons. Okay, <laughs> lefty. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not because he's lefty. I just don't like him. Oh my god. All right, I don't hate. I don't hate Ben Simmons. I think he's gonna be, the, you know, the next. If he gets a jump shot, he's in the next LeBron James. I think. Who knows though? Um. So this is my whole entire argument. And it's not because Ben Simmons is, should, I don't think, should be considered in this for rookie of the year because he, you he's know, not true he's not a true rookie, right? Mitchell brought up the argument, you know, if you have a, a whole year to study for a test, you're probably going to be doing yeah. a lot better unless you procrastinate than, you know, just jumping right in as Mitchell did. Yeah. So take that argument aside. Ben Simmons, he averaged 16, 8, and 8 this year, shot at 54% shooting. Mm-hmm. I understand if I had to just look at just numbers, yeah. if, you look if it was at just, just stats, numbers,
0: I think you go Ben Simmons. Yes,
1: I would definitely go Ben Simmons, but, but considering the other yeah. variables at play. Yeah.
0: Box scores don't tell the whole story. Right.
1: Yes. During the Easter conference, I'll take that aside. Ben Simmons was playing with Joel Embiid, who's an all-star, right? Yeah. Ben Simmons also played with someone named Dario Sarge, who I think is a pretty good player and also can shoot the ball. Ben Simmons playing with a JJ Redick, getting twenty three yeah.
0: million a year, but he's one a the, professional yeah. shooter. He's a professional shooter. Yeah. He's one of the greatest shooters, I'd say all time.
1: Yeah, and, but Ben Simmons again wasn't the main guy on this team, so it's just it it like it shocks me though how people are like, it it should be Ben Simmons, but I'm like Donovan Mitchell was the main was basically the guy when he came mm. in. Now you know he did come off the bench first month or so. But he proved himself. He like I should be, he should be starting. He took over Rodney Hood's starting spot, and he was Rodney Hood was averaging like what seventeen a game. Yeah, it was before he got traded to the Cavs. So I'm like, Donovan Mitchell was playing in the Western Conference, but again, take that aside. But he's not playing with the Joel Embiid. No, he's, there's no one close to Joel Embiid on that mm-hmm. roster. You no. could say Rudy Gobert, but he's only good defensively. There leader. isn't
0: even like a real offensive threat outside of Mitchell on that yeah. roster. Not, yeah. not a go-to scorer.
1: And then you think about own who else offense. is around them. It's you had Derek Favors, not a shooter. You had Ricky Rubio, who's turned into a, sh- a decent shooter, but he's not a good but shooter. He,
0: he's not. You can leave him open from three and
1: expect oh, yeah. a miss. I would if I'm playing defense because the Jazz, I'd leave him open. And then you had Joe Ingalls. But he's
0: he's pretty much just a spot up shooter.
1: Right. And you know, he he shows some good ball handling this year, but again, yeah. he's
0: he's nowhere near what He's not he can't create the, offense for a team. Yeah. So I'm like, Mitchell brought this team that lost Gordon <laughs>
1: Hayward. Yeah. And no one expected <laughs> to make the playoffs. Rudy Gobert got hurt early. They are like they were like five hundred. Rudy Gobert comes back. Mitchell gets a starting lineup. Look what happens. They get in. They get into the playoffs, but not just the playoffs though. The second round. So, like they get into the second round, but take away playoffs. Take away the playoff play, which I thought pretty much confirmed it should be Mitchell. Yeah. You could put Tatum in that. One
0: point Simmons.
1: Yeah, but you can put if you take the playoffs, you put, you put Tatum in that conversation yeah. too. But he brought them into the playoffs, but it was the fifth seed. Like. He, it's not just the bottom where it was the Timberwolves were at the bottom. No, it it was the fifth seed. They defeated a o- higher
0: and they also defeated a higher seed. Yeah, team they in beat the, the, the OKC
1: Thunder, who had two all on that team, yeah. by the way. So,
0: yeah, interesting. That's my whole. And they also yeah. put up a even though they got eliminated, was it five games? I think against the Rockets. Yeah, they still put up a very good fight and were able to get a game against the team yeah. with the best record yeah. in the NBA.
1: Again, I don't want to like talk playoffs because this is a regular season yeah. of war. But I'm just saying, look what look mm-hmm. how it all played out. I think Mitchell is clearly the rookie of the year this year. Sorry for the whole entire rant. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Anyway, sixth man of the year, Eric Gordon, Fred Van Vliet, and Lou Williams. I don't really think it's in question. I think it's Lou Williams. Lou Williams, by far. Is this going to be a second or third six man of the year award? I don't remember this. this
1: Jamal Crawford has three. Jamal Crawford
0: history, I think Jamal Crawford's one of the most overrated players in NBA history.
1: Yes, he had a six man of the year award over Taj Gibson, who clearly was better. Jamal but, Crawford played like thirty seven, started thirty seven games that year, <laughs> which pissed me off.
0: And I mean, I don't. I think he's had five seasons where he's shot under forty percent overall. Lou
1: Williams got one six man of the year award. So yeah, he he's won probably a second.
0: Yeah, so. Lou Williams is going to win his, probably going to win his second Sixth Man of the Year award tonight. First one was with the Raptors. I remember he had that song where he got the shout-out from Drake. Something about Sixth that. Man, like I'm Lou Will. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember I don't really that. I to Drake. Yeah.
1: Global so, ambassador for the yeah. Toronto Raptors.
0: Completely made-up position. <laughs> so, Lou Williams, Sixth Man of the Year, probably. He had... An, pretty good all-star bid but and he did not start get... 30 games no, this he, year. he started
1: only thinking was 17 i think i don't know any anyway though it wasn't close to half no. so it's very he, he definitely should be it
0: uh nba defensive player of the year this is interesting Nominees. one this this one is this you can make a case that any of these guys could win and that whoever doesn't get snubbed right. you have anthony davis who's also in the running for mvp You have Joel Embiid and then Rudy Gobert, who we brought up when talking about Donovan Mm -hmm. Mitchell, with the Jazz. Right now, I think generally, I think when Defensive Player of the Year comes up, if it's between like if two guys are about equal, it generally I think goes to the person who's more of a defensive specialist. Right, which is why I think Gobert can win this.
1: That's why I have Gobert too,
0: and. He was absent for a lot of the season, but as we saw with Kawhi Leonard, when he won Defensive Player of the Year one of those times, he'd only played, I think, 64 games in the season. Mm-hmm. So it's not an award where you necessarily need to play about the whole season like the MVP award is.
1: Right. Now, Harden did miss time, but it wasn't a lot Yeah, of time. it
0: wasn't a lot. He missed one or two yes. weeks. Granted, LeBron, LeBron
1: played all, all 82, 82, but...
0: First time in his career. What
1: knocks him though is the entire chaos. Yeah, and, and how he
0: took just, like an entire month off in January and got yeah. his entire team traded. Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I have Gobert also with this, and it's because when he came back, I don't know how many games Jazz lost, but I didn't lose many. Yeah. So. And I, I
0: think they had a losing record when he came back too.
1: Yeah. And. Again, it yeah. It's also go. It's go bear with this defense, but again, it's Mitchell. Yeah. Also,
0: and he also really helped my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Most improved. for most improved players. This should also yeah. be very if, clear. If there was a if there was a case for a sweep for most improved player of the year, I think this would be it. It's oh, Clint yeah. Capella, Spencer Dinwiddie, and then Victor Oladipo. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace to my magic. Oh,
2: yeah, I'm sorry, David. And uh, the Thunder, yeah,
0: <laughs> as well. I'm sure Thunder fans are very upset they don't have any right to. Yeah, because because we had him for three years, y'all had him for one.
1: <laughs> the Thunder lost that deal with Paul George.
0: Although I'm, I'm I'm happy for Oladipo and how he's turned out in Indiana. Yeah,
1: Oladipo is not much to talk beaked, about yeah. there. He is really shocked me this year. Yeah. Not gonna lie, and I, I would not say
0: I was, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but I was. Amazed at how well he did. I mean, 26 I was, points per game. That was a humongous I was, jump. I was sure he was going to be much better after being traded to the Pacers where they didn't really have any other offensive weapons on that team other than maybe Miles Turner. And then if Lance Stevenson's hot, but <laughs> yeah. that's not going to happen every night. So people would have to be the main scoring option on that team. But yeah, they, the fact that he yeah. that it wasn't empty stats on a bad team is what really amazed me. Yeah, they should have won
1: against the Cavs first round.
0: But is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, NBA, and then coach of the year, uh, Dwayne Casey, Toronto Raptors got fired. Now is the coach of the Pistons. Yeah,
1: so that's gonna be interesting if he wins it. <laughs> so yeah,
0: that that would be very interesting if he wins. Uh, Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz. Yep. Another Jazz player up for discussion. And then Brad Stevens of the Boston Celtics. I think it could be very close, and I wouldn't be surprised if any of the other guys won. But I, I, really, I think Brad Stevens is going to yeah, get it. Yeah, I have
1: it. to agree with that. Yeah.
0: From what he showed, having lost Gordon Hayward five minutes into the season and having to trust a rookie like Jason Tatum to fill that spot. And Jalen Brown. And trusting Jalen Brown after he didn't have the most impressive rookie season. Which he's made a huge really jump. Impro- really improved this year. And then not having Kyrie for the last, I think, two months maybe. Of yeah, season. Kyrie, you had him on your fantasy team, so you know better than I do.
1: I, okay, I I'd not pay attention to my fantasy. But uh, he, Kyrie only played 60 games this year. So, yeah. Which, I'm a little salty, didn't make the All-NBA team. Uh, <laughs> because Curry made third, but Curry only played 58 games. And Kyrie's stats, I think, were better. So, yeah. so Anyway, though, yeah. We're running a very long here. Yeah, Brad, Stevens, Brad Stevens, I think. Brad Stevens, I and we far. think we'll get
0: Coach of the Year. We'll probably come back down after the awards maybe and record another episode talking about the awards. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll either do that tonight or uh, tomorrow. Maybe is tomorrow good?
1: Uh Yeah.
0: Yeah, tomorrow's probably good. So... We'll
1: see. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll, we'll see. Ex- expect a new episode within the next few days <laughs> after this
1: one. Uh Yeah, we're definitely probably going to be doing one Friday, hopefully. Yep. And we're gonna talk Definitely doing
0: you. a um a free agency preview. Yeah,
1: Yeah, 'cause and players get the option out or option in the day. So Yeah.
0: Well definitely uh I think we might do a summer league one preview of that. Yeah. I'll have to do my studying up because I know <laughs> nothing about summer league.
1: I just pay attention to the bulls really. So
0: yeah. You just pay attention to your team mostly all right that wraps things up here thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of the underscore nba news podcast you can follow us on instagram at the underscore nba news or on twitter at the underscore nba news pod thank you for listening and have a wonderful day